Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you don't really need to know, but probably should. I'm Jamie Easton. This, this is the Sunday Sun. In today's episode, we hear stories of a potential breakthrough in addiction treatment, Meta faces a serious fine over data, and the world's running out of sand. But first, it was on this day in 2003, the first cloned horse was born to its genetic mother in a natural delivery. But you didn't know that. It may sound like something out of Moby Dick, but in this case, the truth is stranger than fiction. Off the coast of Spain and Portugal, there's a vengeful killer whale getting her own back on boats, and she's teaching others how to do it too. There have been dozens of orca attacks in the Strait of Gibraltar since 2020, in which the whales ram boats, targeting their rudders, causing serious damage. Scientists now think a single traumatised orca may have sparked this phenomenon. Rafael Martinez has spent 30 years sailing the seas with his wife, so they're not easily shaken, but they describe their orca encounter as a terrifying experience. Suddenly, I felt a jolt. The boat spun around 180 degrees and was facing north. That was when my wife spotted the orcas. The first thing I did was radio the Coast Guard for help. Because when an animal that massive attacks your boat and you don't know how long it's going to go on, anything could happen. Orcas can weigh up to seven tons and can push boats around the water like toys. Scientists prefer to call the events encounters, but Rafael Martinez and others who've been involved are calling them attacks. So the question is, why are they doing this? Rafael's sailing partner, Dori Fernandez, has a theory. Something's been done to them that's completely destabilized them. It was as if they'd gone completely crazy. Other locals say the competition for food is making the orcas aggressive. Orca and man both hunt bluefin tuna. Whale researcher Isakil Andrew estimates there are only about 40 Iberian orcas left, so protecting this endangered species is top priority. It's very difficult to find the cause. The orcas aren't telling us. But what we can say with a high probability is that it's related to a variety of interactions with humans. We think it's a learned behaviour over time, which is passed on to the rest of the group. Some researchers believe that a female orca called White Gladys began it all after a collision with a boat or being trapped in illegal fishing nets. Her attacks are now being copied by the rest of the population, which learned how to ram vessels from their traumatised ringleader. But Raphael takes little comfort from this explanation, saying if nothing's done, it could end in tragedy. If your boat and your life are in danger, then you defend yourself. I feel sorry for the orcas, but if it's a question of their life or my life, then I choose mine. But it should never come to that. We need studies and solutions to the problem. You may have 
heard of people taking prescription injections like Azempic and Monjaro to lose weight, even though they're meant to treat diabetes. Well, a new study shows they might go even further than that in improving someone's health. Patients reported they drank less alcohol or even quit smoking while taking the drug. Others say it cured things like obsessive shopping and nail-biting. So people are now asking, did scientists inadvertently invent an anti-addiction drug? Well, it's really uncertain right now. This is the voice of Dr. Arkana Sadu, an endocrinologist from Houston, Texas. She joined Elizabeth Vargas on News Nation to weigh in on the topic. Um, I can say that there's some early animal studies in uh, rats, mice, and even monkeys that suggest that these drugs do have effects in the parts of the brain that control reward. And so with that, we can kind of uh, propose a mechanism, but it really hasn't been studied or proven well in humans. And in fact, there's two clinical trials ongoing right now to study them for alcohol and nicotine use. So we will find out more. One patient who took Azempic for weight loss said it was like a switch in her brain, as if by magic, all sorts of addictive tendencies vanished. So how does it work? Well, we know that these drugs stimulate a receptor called the GLP-1 receptor. And these receptors are in the brain, in the reward center, in the hippocampus. And so by stimulating them, they may actually reduce the reward gleaned from these kind of addictive behaviors. So that is one mechanism which might be uh, studied further to prove that this is the connection between the two. But remember, addictive behaviors have multiple reasons and it's a very complex uh, condition. So it's not going to be a one answer as simple as taking this injection. It's easy to see how this medication could be seen as a holy grail for addiction. There's currently no medication that can help people with alcoholism and substance abuse, which affects thousands of people in the UK and Ireland. This could be a real game changer. We're always seeking effective treatments for patients suffering from those conditions and the harm from those conditions. So we can really be hopeful that there may be something here that we can pursue. But I would like to caution that there are some tried and proven uh, treatments for these addictions and to really talk to your healthcare professional or doctor and see what is right for you. These are all anecdotes, as hopeful as they are. Uh, they are not proven to be true as yet. Right. And we will learn more as we study the drugs. Still to come on the Sunday 7, Nada Manchetti opens up about a painful condition and Ireland ruffles feathers over new alcohol health warning labels. months ago, Radio 5 Live presenter Naga Manchetti was told she has adenomyosis, a condition where cells that line the uterus grow deep into the muscular wall of the womb. Right now, as I sit here talking to you, I'm in pain. Constant, nagging pain. In my uterus, around my pelvis. Sometimes it runs down my thighs. And I'll have some level of pain for the entire show and for the rest of the day, until I go to sleep. Every so often the pain changes it becomes a stabbing pain that takes my breath away. And I can do nothing but sit with it for a minute or curl up to cope. It's caused her years of pain and heavy, frequent periods. Periods that made me pass out, sweat, cry, moan, groan, curled up in a tight ball, having to sleep on a towel. 
I'm in pain because I have something called adenomyosis. One in ten women's thought to have the condition, yet it can often go undiagnosed for years. It's been described as the evil twin sister to endometriosis, a condition where tissue similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside of the uterus. Jen Moore from Cambridge had a hysterectomy very recently to treat hers. Naga interviewed her in the days leading up to the surgery. It feels like I have a bowling ball sat inside my pelvis that's just pushing out on the bones from the inside out, trying to break them. They'd be looking to do a hysterectomy now as, as the kind of definitive option to get rid of it. How do you feel about that? I know it's the right decision for me and my body. That is not in any question for me. But it's still um, a big de- It's a massive decision, isn't it, at any age? Like Naga, Jen's symptoms began as a teenager when she started her periods. When the family sought medical help, Jen was put on the contraceptive pill to regulate her hormones and sent home with no other investigations or diagnosis. Awareness about the condition among healthcare professionals is improving, but it can be difficult to join the dots and make a speedy diagnosis. Consultant gynaecologist Lisa Ball spoke to Naga on Five Live and said this. Making the diagnosis is not rocket science. As a Doctor, I'd be listening out for certain things in in a patient history. For instance, I would listening be listening out for the painful and heavy periods. Um, there is oftentimes description of some dragging, heavy sensation in the pelvis, and women often complain of pain after sex because if the wall of the womb is bruised and that gets hit, the pain sometimes shows itself afterwards. It's not being believed. The um, experience of adenomyosis being normalised as part of the female experience, this feels so wrong. This so what are the so options? Wrong. Contraceptives can be tried to see if they lessen the symptoms, but for some women, a hysterectomy is the only choice. So first of all, adenomyosis is associated with an overproduction of pain hormones or prostaglandins, which are the molecules that are also causing labour pain. And anti-inflammatories are useful medications, and here I'm talking about the uh, neurofen family, in blocking the production of these prostaglandins. And a non-hormonal treatment to reduce the bleeding by up to 50% would be a medication called tranexamic acid Mm -hmm. and this medication interferes with the body's own clot busting system and it ensures that the healthy blood stays in the body and doesn't get lost. We now have TENS unit technology. There is a TENS unit called menstrual relax that uses both electricity and heat to help with the pain. So that would be for people who are not keen on taking any hormones and want to keep their womb. rate of cancer in Europe, health warning labels have been approved for alcohol products in Ireland. The new regulations were signed off on Monday morning, ensuring that alcohol content, calories and the risks of liver disease and cancers are clearly spelled out for consumers. Alcohol is a group 1 carcinogen and can cause at least seven types of cancer. It's what's known as a modifiable risk factor. The less you drink, the lower the risk. Alcohol is also associated with liver and cardiovascular disease and Rachel Morrow from the Irish Cancer Society says the risk is often unknown or overlooked. 
words like nanny state um, have been used um, in the discussions up to this point. Um, really, it's not making the decision for people. It's just giving people information so that they can make the decision themselves. The labels won't be mandatory until 2026, but the plans face protests from Italy, Spain and six other EU member states who've said it could cause problems with the single market. Speaking to Sky News, Coldiretti, Italy's biggest farmers association, even described the new regulations as a direct attack. We consider this a dangerous precedent at European level and we think that these terrifying warning labels are not the right way to inform properly the consumer. If these will be followed by other member states in particular, they will be very damaging for the, for the Italian wine industry and exporters in particular. The Italian government's furious, but the Irish are determined to plough ahead and have the full support of health campaigners. This is Florence Bertoletti from the European Alcohol Policy Alliance. It is the first in the world, and this is why Ireland is a hero for the rest of the world. The science is very clear. Alcohol causes cancer. It is about telling the truth, and it's about the people's right to know. Still to come on the Sunday 7, the first Saudi woman in space and why we're running out of sand. Right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Sunday 7. Follow us for your weekday news espresso. Or even try our island edition. It's in all the usual places. Meta, the owner of WhatsApp, Instagram and Facebook, has been slapped with a record fine of 1.2 billion euro by the Irish data protection regulator. The hefty fine is for transferring European users' data to the US for processing, despite a 2020 verdict which already said the data was not being properly protected. To get more details, we chatted with our resident technologist, Will Guyatt. Hey Will, good to have you back as ever. So what happened and what were the rules that they actually broke? And this is all about Meta the owners of Facebook, uh, transferring data from Europe, from the EU, and processing that data in the US. So essentially sending information about users in Europe in bulk to servers in the US, and they've been repeatedly warned to stop doing this. What kind of data was it then? This is everything from the information that's used to target us through to, uh, you know, how we're using the platform, all this sort of behavioural stuff. And we as consumers, we haven't said we ex explicitly allow them to do this. Is this going to impact the way we use things like Facebook, Insta or WhatsApp? I think what will happen here and what is intriguing here, because this does impact their advertising revenue and Facebook's ad revenue is already being impacted. They're going to want to come up with a solution as quick as they can in order to ensure that they don't lose huge amounts of ad money from this and they don't find their business massively impacted. 
So what does it mean outside of Meta? What about the other social platforms? This potentially leaves nearly every tech company who operates in the US but has, has servers in the UK or Europe at risk of similar fines because all of those companies do similar things. Sunday, SpaceX's second private flight sent passengers rocketing towards the International Space Station. As the AX-2 spaceship took to the skies, it also went down in history, carrying Saudi Arabia's first female astronaut, breast cancer researcher Rayana Banawi. I've worked for the past 10 years as a researcher, so research has been my passion in life. I have uh, worked on stem cells and tissue re-engineering, and I'm very happy and honored to be here today representing the government of Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Space Commission as the, um, the first Saudi women astronaut going to the International Space Station. The private mission is the first commercial human space flight to include both private astronauts and astronauts representing foreign governments. Once aboard the orbiting lab, the team will spend 10 days carrying out around 20 different experiments, including studying the behavior of stem cells in zero gravity. They'll join seven other astronauts already on board, three Russians, three Americans and an Emirati. For Axiom Space, this mission marks the latest step towards an ambitious goal, the construction of its own space station, with the first module expected to launch around 2025. one natural resource you'd think we'd never run out of, it's got to be sand, right? It's everywhere. It covers huge swathes of the planet, but it's a vital ingredient to the manufacture of glass and concrete. It's the foundation of modern civilization. If you're in any sort of urban area right now, most of the buildings that you're looking at are going to be made mostly out of concrete. And concrete is really nothing but sand and gravel that's been glued together with cement. This is Vincent Bezier. He's a journalist and the author of the book, The World in a Grain. Also, the roads that connect all those buildings are more sand that's been stuck together with asphalt. The windows, the glass in every one of those buildings, glass is nothing but melted down sand. And even the silicon chips that power our computers and our smartphones, those things are also made from sand. And the bad news is, we're running out. In his book, Beza tells the story of riverbeds, beaches and floodplains stripped bare to get at the sand we need to build our booming cities at a huge environmental cost. But with deserts full of the stuff, how can we be running out? Well, according to a UN environmental report, the mining of sand and gravel now greatly exceeds their natural renewal rates. This is geologist David Spears talking to Al Jazeera. We use millions and millions of tons of concrete every year, especially in the developing world. Uh, China, for example, in the they say in the past four years has used as much concrete as the United States has used since it was formed. And that's not all. It turns out not all sand is equal. There are differences in the shapes of the sand grains, the composition, the actual minerals that the sand grains are composed of, and there are differences in the actual size distribution of the sand grains. Shipping sand in bulk is an option, but over long distances it can be really expensive. One example is Dubai, the, the large construction projects that have been happening uh, in that part of the world. Um, surrounded by desert, sandy desert, but it's not the right kind of sand. So they've had to either 
dredge sand from offshore or import sand from, from Europe or other places. And so um, the costs can become prohibitive. So what's the solution? Well, after years of researching and writing, this is Vincent's take. Sand is the most abundant thing on the planet. If we're running short on that, which we are, that tells you that we're really in trouble. This has been The Sunday 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am with the regular Smart 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.